Welcome to Lane's Filming, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me as always is Ben Slinger. Good day to you, sir. Good day. This is week three, I believe, of Click Pitch Classic. Classic. What do you remember about these As games? usual, I have done no preparation for this little intro that we do, so nothing. Give me, give me a... A Susan of what's to come? Sure. One of those. I joysticks. <laughs> Nuff said. <laughs> Nuff said indeed. Awesome. Listen to it. Listen to it and enjoy. And uh, we are going to play a little game we call, as of today, Click Pitch. Trevor, do you want to explain Click Pitch to our wonderful listening audience? So picture this. We're about to go into an investor's meeting. And you know what? We've lost all our notes. So we've got no no idea of the game that we're going to pitch. So what what do we think of? Let's go to a random word generator. We'll each click a word. We'll just quickly riff on it. And that, that'll that be the, the pitch. Game. Investors love that shit. We'll just blue sky it. Think outside the box. Synergy. Backyard. Oh, my word wasn't synergy. That was just a buzzword. <laughs> <laughs> so your word started. <laughs> backyard synergy. How is that going to work? No. Okay, your word's backyard. My word is train. Backyard train. So, I mean, uh, the, the first thing I think of is just um, like one of those sort of transport tycoon sort of simulators um, where you, you know, you're building out train tracks and putting stations around and it's the whole idea is to you know lay out your nice tracks and put your stations down and you just watch your little trains go along them so yeah i guess i'm picturing that but miniature in a miniature and it's with kids toys and that that brings us you know to the different demographic teaching kids about a a simulation game yeah yeah i you know taz would fucking love that start putting down putting down trains well okay okay maybe Maybe it's an augmented reality game then that uses your real backyard. And you can you can set like Minecraft, you can put down your tracks and Yeah, you put down your tracks and but it's but it's when you look at it through the lens, so maybe it's maybe it's a Microsoft HoloLens game. The the one and only AR for for the couple of people that have spent ten thousand dollars, yeah. VR I guess system. the other alternative is Google Glass, but that didn't really go anywhere, did it? Yeah, it probably will now that you know Pokemon goes a thing. <laughs> Maybe I'm not sure people want to be seeing Pokemon everywhere they go. More, well, I know. Actually, what am I talking about? Of course they do. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. Anyway, we talked about that last week. I I don't get it, but I can I can see the phenomenon. It is impressive. But yeah, no, I'm thinking. You put your HoloLens on and you go out into your backyard and then it, you know, it, it tracks your hands and you get to lay down these train pieces and put trains on. It's basically just a, a, a cool train set, but techno- technologically advanced. And it detects, it detects when the dog comes and knocks it over. <laughs> oh my God, there's a monster on the tracks, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it takes a dump on the, <laughs> on the engine. <laughs> In the caboose. And, and all the little people inside are screaming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be realistic. You gotta, you, what the fuck is that? You've got to take these sorts of scenarios into account when you make a game like this. 
All right. Do you have anything else for that one? I, I just like the idea of, you know, Minecraft that you can sort of carve out um, tunnels and that sort of stuff if your backyard isn't exactly, you know, 100% flat. You know, you can actually... Wait, but does that mean you have to literally put tunnels in your backyard? No, I'm talking about because it's augmented reality, you know, you can just um, digitally carve out um, oh. tunnels into into the area and it'll just show that... It'll the, show um, the tunnels. Except that it won't be able to show what's behind... The, like, everything that's behind the tunnels would have to be generated. Yeah, but <laughs> we can do that nowadays. I guess so. I guess. All, all you got to do is go, okay, what sort of ground have you got around here, Clay? Well, guess what? Clay looks like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, if you put like a, if you put a full on tunnel and you want to look through that tunnel to what's behind, what's on the other side. Yeah, then- you got to take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take a picture of what's on the outside of that tunnel. and it Or <laughs> you just make sure that every single one has a bend. <laughs> so you can't <laughs> see <true>. through it. <laughs> yeah. Or you just assume magma. But the other end of that tunnel is magma. You've dug too far. You dug too deep. Maybe some bubbling crude. <laughs> it's like, we struck oil. It's like, no, you hit the bloody oil pipe. The oil pipe. <laughs> Did you just have an oil pipe coming into your house? Yeah. So, yeah. I've got to have my nightly oil bath. <laughs> No, it's but it's, it's, it, you thought that it was an oil pipe. It turns out it was sewage pipe. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, what have I been bathing in then? <laughs> Shit, like yeah, actually, yeah, been gargling sewage. <laughs> I'm not sure the investors were into that one. I think we should click again. Yep. Okay. Import cogwheel. <laughs> cogwheel import. <laughs> okay, so. This is another sort of simulation game, obviously. Maybe though, okay, so you imp- you're importing cogwheels, but you're importing them from somewhere that you can only access by building things out of cogwheels, <laughs> like conveyor belts and things, right? So you have to have enough cogwheels. So maybe it's sort of or more of a puzzle game. You know, you start with two cogwheels and on the other side of, you know, an, an ocean... <laughs> I'm just picturing now the incredible machine putting all the all the cogwheels yeah, exactly, in some exactly. sort of 2.5D. But, <laughs> but on the other side of the ocean is another cogwheel, and to, so to get that, you have to use your cogwheels with some other stuff to build a machine to get that cogwheel to where it can be used to get more cogwheels. But of course, if you if you have the incorrect number, like if you've got an even number and you actually needed an odd, it turns around the wrong way. And <laughs> well, that's yeah. it. Yeah, you got yeah, you got to make it mechanically sound. That could work. So if you put too many, it puts too much strain on the cogwheels, and the teeth break off, and therefore you know you got to. Oh yeah, you got to you got to organize the right size and everything's physically <laughs> simulated. I don't know. I feel like that one needs a bit more pizzazz. Is there something else we can add? Maybe it needs to be, maybe it needs to, a licensed property. What would go well? <laughs> a licensed property. Yeah. Like, well, my, I was thinking P- Pixar's cars, but it needs to be something more around trains or something, you know? I was thinking, wasn't there like someone cog in the Jetsons? <laughs> oh, yeah. Cogsworth, I think. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. So it's a Jetsons, you know, a very, a very topical 
modern current day license that we're going to, you know, all the kids are into the Jetsons. Exactly. So this is Cogsworth's cogs wheels that you're importing. And uh, occasionally George flies by in his little... That was very thing. good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been practicing. <laughs> just for just for me to mention <laughs> mention I've the been Jetsons. practicing for the last twenty years for someone to talk about the Jetsons so I could do my George Jetson spaceship impersonation. So I've I've realized that we need some DLC here. Oh, yeah. So well maybe not some downloadable content, maybe some actual content that you literally uh... go out and buy cogwheels and then you import them into the game. So this is one of the this is an this is one of these um, toys to life franchises like Lego Dimensions and Disney Infinity and Skylanders. Oh, definitely. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. So you buy little cog characters or just actual little cog? You literally go out and you buy little cogs and big cogs, and they're like one to one size. This this should actually be. Wait, one-to-one size? What do you mean? You're building giant machines in your living room? So, in other words, for each, each cog that you want, you gotta put them on this, on this massive, like, portal. <laughs> it's like, if, if you want five big ones, you have to go out and buy five big cog wheels. <laughs> Look, these ones are well, one meter by gonna... one meter. <laughs> well, how else are you gonna get those cogs, those other cog wheels from wherever they need to come from? Well, I was going to say, though, like, Lego Dimensions... I mean, Lego already has that sort of mechanical stuff. Like, that could actually be a kind of cool yeah, add-on expansion for Lego Dimensions. But is it one-to-one? I mean, <laughs> you could actually use these cogs in real life. That's true. Okay, it's teaching you real-life skills of how to build things out of cogs. And, like, it comes with a pegboard and everything that you can put little pegs on and yeah. and place your, your real pe- cog wheels on and, place your and cogs. see how it actually works and if... If a tooth breaks off on your real cog wheel, which they're most likely going to be designed to do, um, in the game, oh, it also course. reflects that. Planned obs- obsolescence, you know. In fact, you could actually make the pegboard as, as like, that's your portal. So, you have to actually put the, oh. the cog wheel on there. And, and so, you set up your cog wheel on there and you see it represented in game as well. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, that one, let's put a pin in that one. That's, that's going up on the maybe board. <laughs> let's click the button again. Ooh. Antimatter. Missile. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one just writes itself. Isn't that every game out there already? <laughs> so, All right. let, let's, it- let's break down what antimatter is. So, well, it's you can't matter break down antimatter. Anti. <laughs> So it's matter that isn't. It's matter. It's unmatter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sort of imagining this is like maybe we've um, someone on Earth has just discovered how to actually create antimatter, and it's like a missile command, <laughs> trying to like people are trying to destroy the destroy the building. So and you got to defend, but it's like brought up to today's. I was going to say it's a cross between Missile Command and Worms where the, where the, um, the ground gets destroyed, but that's just um, Scorched Earth. Do you remember the game Scorched Earth? Oh, yeah. That was a... My God, I played so much Scorched a Earth. In very fun game. But then again, it reminds me of an even better game. Okay. Gorilla. 
<laughs> the Q basic sample game gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was just, you know, that was state of the art. Started it, state of the art. And then Scorched Earth just ripped that off. Totally. And Worms ripped off that and. <laughs> and onwards and forever. And we're about to rip off Worms with antimatter missiles. Well, I'm saying that antimatter wouldn't actually be in the missiles because that's just, that's just worse than nuclear weapons. It's too powerful. Right. So maybe it's a, yet again, I think we're coming up with a lot of simulations today (laughs) (laughs) because I'm seeing it as like, oh, actually, maybe we take this a a little bit different. So yes, someone like Russia has created antimatter missiles. Okay. So, it's actually game set in the United Maybe not Nations. Russia. <laughs> Russia's, no, Russia's too obvious. New Zealand. Ooh. <laughs> New Zealand. <laughs> so, anyway, the United Nations, yeah. they've got to put together a, a treaty or something like that. So, you're, you're actually involved in setting uh, all that up. Okay, so it's not even about the missile. That's sort of just to get it started. The, it's the it's the threat of the anti anti antimatter missile exactly that prompts the game to begin, and it's a, actually a game about diplomatic relations with New Zealand. Yeah, and if if you do things wrong, bang, Australia's gone. That is who they would destroy first, or maybe Australian politics. You know, they're they're actually talking about taking over the world with New Zealand, and they they actually back New Zealand, and you know, Australian New Zealand. They, they come just up with the, the Anzac missile. <laughs> the Anzac missile. <laughs> Does it have oatmeal? <laughs> I think and so. honey and honey and or golden syrup. <laughs> golden syrup. Well, I was going to say, I was, I was going to say it was going to be the Kiwi missile, but yeah, the Anzac missile has a nicer ring to it, for sure. For sure, Australia and New Zealand would put aside their differences to destroy everyone else. We'll be, we'll be, we're making planet Anzac. <laughs> that's the eventual goal that's how you win but it's all through diplomacy you never actually get we don't actually have an anti-matter missile we're just we're just bluffing the whole game you find out at the end you find out if you ever if diplomacy breaks down and you finally go alright we're gonna hit the button and it's just a dud it's a- actual literal Anzac biscuits come out it's like it then cuts to a scene where there's like kids in a model UN in the US and they've just, they've been putting on this whole play the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> because we can, no one would actually seriously believe that Australia and New Zealand would, would team up. Like they hate each other. It's ridiculous. <sighs> this, this reminds me about like Captain America 3. Have you seen Civil War? Civil War? No, I have not. Okay. I can't talk about it then. Nope. <laughs> damn it! Damn it! Damn it! There damn goes it, that it. train it, of conversation. That's actually what brought me to the UN, and I was just going to talk. You about just it. spoiled it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go any further. That's okay. All right, they're not. The investors are not quite convinced. They're not quite convinced. I think they need one, maybe two more, <laughs> depending on how this one goes. So, okay. <laughs> Get ready for the the most awesome of words. Okay, floweriness. <laughs> floweriness, like F L O W. Um. Yep. E R I N E S S. Floweriness. Okay. <laughs> and I have conduct. Floweriness. Conduct. Is it? 
So it's how flowery you conduct yourself. <laughs> it's, it's you're you're a hippie and you have to be as flowery as possible in your day to day conduct, or maybe like a train conductor. So maybe this is a spy game. Okay, where um, your character has a carnation. Okay, and it's got mystical powers, of and course, so like it's, all it's how it's. It's how he actually conducts himself throughout um, throughout the missions, and and depending on what what flower you choose, as as you know, his lapel accompaniment. <laughs> okay, I I'm impressed, Trevor, that you've managed to pull an actual game idea out of those two words. It's it's a little bit of a stretch, but I like it. So you're a spy, and you wear a flower in your lapel, and depending on which flower you choose, you have different skills and powers. Yeah, and and I then think, you have to. And I then think your it behavior. Also, it also determines how you know people within within your mission actually react to you. Okay, because you know if, if you've got a massive like lily, you know, on your lapel, people are going to go. What the? If you're fuck wearing is a that sun, thing? if you're wearing a sunflower that covers your face, <laughs> I mean, yes, you'll be inconspicuous. <laughs> no one will be able to tell it's you. And go, you were rather happy today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just picturing, you know, di- different missions. What do the different flowers do? Um, so a rose, you know, would would make female spies fall in love with you instantly. <laughs> of course, okay. Seduction um, powers, yes. I'm thinking consensually, consensually. You know, like there's it, no it's, actual there's no drugs or anything like that. Here. This is just, you know. Animal magnetism sort of thing. and It's just, she- it's just bitches love roses. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, I'm thinking, like, if you put a Venus flytrap there, then, I don't know if you're... Then you can catch then, then flies? Got, <laughs> then, then you've got extra anger on your side and you can, you know... Right. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know enough flowers. Hydrangeas? They're a thing. <laughs> you get more range. Ranged attack. Hydrangeas. <laughs> so, the one thing that this game cannot have... Yeah. ...is stealth. No. you know what? Stealth sucks. It never actually well, works. Well... Yeah, it is hard to do stealth well. That's true. So, so The instead, only way you can be stealthy is if you're wearing the sunflower. <laughs> but, the, but then, you know, you can <laughs> but just think you're the sun when you when you're actually... Stopped on the wall was like a wallflower. So like, uh, oh, very good. Walk. <laughs> yep, wallflower, nice. All right, that that was a little bit lackluster. I had to come up with something that was good. No, no, it was, I was impressed. I was seriously impressed that you pulled that out. That is some. Those are some actual solid game mechanics. I think we just we don't we're not we're not floral enough to to develop it ourselves. We need to pass that off onto another another team. Maybe the guys are cool games, Inc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone who's got a greener thumb than we do. So, we're getting close to the end here, but let's do a one more. And my word is eyesight. Happenstance. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but... Eyesight and happenstance. So, it's about... How you behave when you happen to like catch someone's eye who you weren't expecting to see there or something. 
So it's a virtual reality game. You could even be Oculus Rift because you're sitting on a train. There's no movement involved. Oh, this can this can actually go into you know the backyard train simulator thing. So okay, so it doesn't matter where you're sitting, but you could be you know it's just this is extra content for for the backyard train simulator. Right. So it's that you get to ride the train you created. Yeah, but yeah. um, but across across the room, you happen the room, to the carriage, the, the carriage, the carriage. You happen room. to to catch catch the eyesight of someone else, and straight away you're into a staring competition. Well, okay, that can be an, that can be part of it. I think it's a game, and we might need to build some extra sensors into the Oculus Rift for, for this because I don't think it does proper eye tracking or anything. No, there's there's no little camera. It probably doesn't know there. when you're blinking. <laughs> but this is a game where, that you entirely control through eye contact. Eye actual contact? So you, you're physically <laughs> Yeah, you have to press your eyes up against the sensors. <laughs> and by moving your eyes around. <laughs> Sorry, the technology, the technology isn't quite mature yet, but... If we you're wearing contacts, gonna... you kind of you're protected a little bit more than if you're not. <laughs> well, you, you have to buy the contacts. Come with the game. You have to wear the contacts. <laughs> and they're like little joysticks. <laughs> <laughs> you have to move little joysticks with your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so you put the contacts on. <laughs> they've got little they've got little hands they've got little handles on them that hook into the joysticks that's how we do the eye tracking we think it's we think it's better than any eye tracking that's ever been thought of before very accurate oh, shit <laughs> it comes with an endless supply of of uh, eye drops and, and what, because what you can't you're blink doing is you're actually drawing on like a little touch screen with your little um, with your eye joysticks. <laughs> Wait, so they're not even real joysticks. They're just <laughs> they, they Wait, have so- actually just sticking out of your eye. Wait, how complex is this going to be? So your eyeballs are controlling joysticks, and those joysticks aren't actually read digitally like normal joysticks. They're just controlling a little pointer on a touch screen. Yeah, so you've got you got like little. I don't know, one centimetre long things coming out of your eye. Pressed up against a touchscreen. And that touchscreen isn't actually like a touchscreen like on your iPhone. There's just someone, there's a little creature behind it that has to sit there and watch where you're doing it and it types the codes into the computer that it has. Is that how far we're going to go? Not that far, that's just stupid. I'm I'm just picturing Sorry, that's that's dumb. (laughs) What sort of little creature exists like that? Exactly. Like, that's ridiculous. Maybe a digital creature that it, yeah. has, like, I don't know, oh, yeah. chips and stuff. Oh, it's, it's an actually creature. It's a it's fully artificial <laughs> intelligence. It's a full artificial intelligence designed to very quickly read the eye movements that you're creating with your joystick on the touchscreen that isn't actually a touchscreen. Anyway, regardless of the control scheme, <laughs> the idea is that. You are having an interaction with somebody. No speech. There's no voice recognition. It's all through eye contact and eyesight and staring. Yeah, for some and like eyebrows, <clears throat> eyebrow control. Okay, yeah, eyebrows have to come into it. So, depending on the person, like there's different scenarios. You'll be, will be, perhaps, well, 
perhaps randomly generated, perhaps perhaps it's a progression, perhaps there's a story. Then no know, one does random generation anymore. No, well, once No Man's Sky comes out, that'll be the end of it. That's the last game to ever do random cre- progression. I mean, they created an entire universe. What else can you do? Yeah, with one fucking seed. <laughs> oh, that's what, right. Want to do the next game? Oh, we just enter in two. New seed. <laughs> so, seed one. No Man's seed Sky two. two. <laughs> that's literally just No Man's Sky with the seed two. Exactly. Anyway. That's, that's literally how they did it. They just gave everyone seed one. There we go. There's our there's our, our, our random universe. Oh, look, there's a sequel, Seed 2. <laughs> anyway. They can keep on doing that to 255. I think it would get boring. <laughs> Why does they think they've got a... A, uh, a, a single hexadecimal. Yeah, value like a one byte seed. or whatever it would be. Anyway. Like, we're only going to use one seed, so why does it need to be anything more than one hexadecimal? <laughs> it's true. Value? Look, no, these are, okay, these are created by artists, these people. Pure AIs that communicate with you th- very subtly through eye contact and eyebrow movements. And there's a, there's a story here, and each, each day is a successive, um, day on the train. And yeah, as an added, bonus as an as an expansion if you own backyard train set <laughs> what you will see going by outside is your backyard is your backyard <laughs> but i'm thinking no i'm thinking that i'm thinking there's a story here right like you know the first couple of times it's just sort of a random person and you have like a funny little exchange where you know you notice you're both reading the same book or something and you you know you have to do the right thing but because there's no verbal like is this language subtitled, or is this something that you literally have to learn? <laughs> no, no, it's all what intuitive. It, what, it, what it all means. So there's no manual. There's no nothing. It's just no, no. You just you're the just first three dropped times on this train. In. You dropped on this train. You look around. There are a bunch of different people, and as you look in a particular direction, by pure happenstance, Ooh. you notice someone looking at you as well. And, you know, your first instinct is, oh, look away. Like, it's embarrassing. You know, you don't want to make eye contact with someone on a train. But, you know, you're curious and you look back and they're looking at you again. And they start, I don't know, they start gesturing to someone else on the train with their eyes. You know, the little sort of side eye thing. And and that starts the story. You know, that kicks off the story. And, of course, may- maybe when you complete the game, then you then you unlock an additional mode that gets subtitles. So you actually find out more about the story for like a new game plus. Oh, it's like, like it's like pop up video. <laughs> it's like at, you play it again, <laughs> but as you play, little things come up. Bloop. Did you know this person is thinking about pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> but but that's that's your new game plus that that gets yeah. people back. And then- oh yeah, you've got all your that's it. You've got all your. Um, power-ups and level-ups by that point. You've leveled up your eyebrow strength, your laser vision. Oh, yeah, we didn't mention it. It gets a bit supernatural and superhero by the end. It's yeah, a pretty in-depth think- story. There's a full-on romance. And none of it is verbal. So no, there's no voice th- actors, so it's really quite cheap. Oh, yeah. To actually make. The peripheral is going to be probably the most expensive part about it. <laughs> you, you mean it's not cheap to make eye joysticks i i think if we if we make enough of them i guess i guess if we have down. to pack yeah i guess if we have to if we're packing in a custom peripheral then that could get a bit pricey at least it's not edible 
<laughs> well, unless you accidentally swallow it. <laughs> no, that will kill you. Do not do that. Because <laughs> it's made of cyanide <laughs> and arsenic. <laughs> and Ebola. <laughs> and Ebola. <laughs> <laughs> It's just going to chew your bowl center. Well, no, that's <laughs> chewing your bowl center. No, the uh, the little the little creature in there that's reading the touchscreen is a is a genetically modified version of the Ebola virus. <laughs> Either way, he lives inside the Oculus Rift or the VR, you know, the the Vive, or you know, you can get an add-on for the Google Cardboard. Yeah. But it yeah. doesn't come with head tracking, and you sort of need the head tracking, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think we've, I think we've exhausted. I think we've wrenched, but... we've wrenched all of the gameplay we can out of that game. But you know what? You I, know what? I think, think investors that's... are actually a little bit oh, happy about they're that. into I mean, it. They're into it. Look... I- I think they actually liked it because we we brought back in the backyard train simulator. I think they were very close. I said to synergy. that. I said synergy, didn't I? And that we gave you synergy. We gave you synergy. We gave you custom peripherals that you can charge extra for. And you know, it's not like the Guitar Hero stuff where it takes up huge, um, you know, huge spaces on your shelves. This is. This I mean, they're tiny little eye joysticks. Eye joysticks. They'll take up less space. I I think it's a winner. That's it. <laughs> they were awesome. I didn't like it. You didn't like no, it. That was terrible. No, I'm kidding. Just kidding. One of our funnier bits, and definitely sort of, uh, definitely where we kind of hit our stride with the click pitch, and uh, led to this podcast. I think this is the episode where we actually named it click pitch too. Oh, that's probably right. Yeah, yeah, I like it. So you can find us on Twitter. We're at Lamestorming. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Lamestorming. You can email us, podcast at Lamestorming.com. Find us on iTunes, the old iJoystick tunes. Rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> you can check out our totally funky website, lamestorming.com. I thought you were going to say totally functional website which is about all it is <laughs> yeah, that's about all yeah. it is it's functional <laughs> we'd like to thank Kurudust for the music that you will soon hear and that you heard at the start we'd like to thank Zencaster at Zencaster.com it enabled us to do our recording and also speak to each other this week that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R because they're web 2.0 and trendy and don't have a vowel in there yep also maybe uh, the other one was taken I don't know but very, very awesome website. Um, can't can't thank them enough. They've got a hobbyist level. Yep, and which is free, which is fantastic for us. Uh, yes, it allows us to have a guest. Speaking of guests, we had a um, we had a guest on Two Sweary Dads this week. That's right. Janine Sanders, an author of books about body safety and gender equality and other things like that. It was a fascinating chat. Yeah, we had a, a really great chat. So go over to Two Sweary Dads and check that one out. So uh, these old click pictures, shall we start development? Nah, they're too old. 